everyone. Welcome back to But What Will People Say? I'm your host, Disha Mazeppa, and this is a South Asian interracial relationship and lifestyle podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Not a ton of announcements to make this week, just that um, Happy Mail, my newsletter, is coming to an end. It was a decision really just made to create space for other projects and opportunities. So if you are subscribed and you haven't already gotten the letter for January, where I sort of go more into detail about this, um, we are wrapping up Happy Mail. It was super fun. Hopefully I can bring it back in the future when I ha- maybe have like a team working for me that can help me out. I loved making it. It was just a matter of looking at what 2022 had in store and determining like what could stay, what had to sort of go to make room for other things and so we are saying goodbye to happy mail for now and hopefully in the future i can bring it back if you are subscribed um i'm gonna go online and i'm gonna figure out how to like cancel all those subscriptions i haven't figured that out yet but don't worry it will get done so you don't have to do anything on your part if you're subscribed to happy mail um january was the last one so a little bittersweet but i'm sure One day in the future, I will bring it back to life. Today is a solo episode about getting out of our own head. So let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to another solo episode. I'm talking about getting out of our own way this week because sometimes I feel like I'm just up in my own head about all the bullshit. And sometimes I'm like, why am I like this? And then just that whole idea where sometimes we create our own prison where like our thoughts and the way we talk to ourselves and the ideas that we have are creating our own obstacles and like we're just getting in our own way like you know when you have a bad day and like you're just drowning in your feelings and like you feel like shit about yourself but then like once you can kind of surface and like look at the situation clearly you're like wait half the shit is in my own head um and sometimes I feel like as brown girls as like women of color whatever you want to call it like we get up in our head all the time, like constantly. Like it's no secret in this space that like I'm a generally anxious cucumber of a human. Like I'm always a little stressed out because that's just how I seem to function. And, you know, I've come a long way in managing my own shit. Like when it comes to my anxiety and taking care of my physical health and my mental health and doing all the things that you're supposed to do except going to therapy because I'm poor. And, you know, I always remind myself, especially when I'm, like, at my, like, worst, when I feel like I'm on, like, my hardest days, the best way I can describe how it feels is being trapped at the bottom of a 50-foot well at night that is slowly filling with water And you're so deep in the well that you can't see the light at the top and there's no rope to pull yourself out. And drip by drip, this well is filling up and you feel like you're drowning and that you are at rock bottom and you literally don't know which way is up. 
that is how I feel on my worst days. And I've been good about not having so many of those. And I think one analogy that has really helped get me out of that is the idea of the tide, right? Like the tide comes in and the tide goes out and that's how our feelings are. But when the tide comes in, it comes in so slowly that you barely notice it's happening. And all of a sudden when you do and you realize the tide's coming in, you're already, you know, chest deep in the water and you don't realize how far the shoreline suddenly is and you feel like you're drowning. But if you just take a deep breath, the tide will go back out. And that's kind of how feelings are. They come on slowly and, you know, a little bit at a time and you don't realize it's happening until you're drowning in your own feelings. But sometimes you just have to like feel those feelings and then let them wash back out. And nothing lasts forever. So even those feelings don't last forever. They just come, they go, and you just have to give it time and you just have to like wait it out. And sometimes when you're in that, it can feel like it's never going to end, but it does. And then you surface again. Um, And so that's been really helpful. But I think sometimes as brown girls, when it comes to getting in our own head, not even from a mental health perspective. Sometimes I think like we get in our own way because we're busy like overthinking everything and like constantly like when we're in situations, I feel like sometimes I'm like, is it because I'm brown? Is it because I'm a girl? Why are you treating me like this? And like that person on the other side of the interaction probably didn't consider either of those things. Like they're just having an interaction. Um, And sometimes I'm like, am I in my own head or am I not? Was, did I take that offensively for the right reason or the wrong reason? And, you know, with this like influx of like, I guess, more pride in being South Asian, but also this like constant agenda of discussing like brown girl trauma and like, here's all the things you have to unpack because you're a brown girl. So we're like this and you're an immigrant. So that's why you do this. And like the scarcity mindset and the, all of that stuff. And like, there's a time and place for all of that. And trust me, I have appreciated kind of reading about and hearing about everyone's experiences in this and knowing that I'm not the only one who feels like this. But sometimes I feel like I have to remember to like turn it off and just like be a person. And like not everything is about like me being a brown girl or like me being in an interracial relationship. Like sometimes it's just like, just like a normal like not gender or race related issue um and going along with that like the thoughts that we have it's like we create our own prison right like we've created our own obstacles because we're in our head telling ourselves constantly that like we're not working hard enough we're not doing enough we're not you know doing the most we're just out here doing the most and you know it's it's good and it's bad, right? Like we want to unpack all the things that make us who we are and part of the things that maybe are holding us back. But then at the same time, like we also want to remember that like we're just people like out here doing the thing and living life and like however you want to do that is okay. And I lately I feel like I've been trying really hard to find the middle ground because I think 
when you realize you're an immigrant and you have social media all day telling you like, well, because you're a child of immigrants, you're this, that and the other. You're the oldest daughter. So you're all of these things. And that all might be well and true. But at the same time, like, I want to find my way back to the middle where it's maybe not always about that stuff. And it's just like, maybe I'm just being a brat today. And like, sometimes I am. It is, you know, that's just part of who I am. And like accepting that, accepting yourself where you are in life and on that day and taking it all one day at a time and not constantly being overly hard on yourself. Um, I've, with this podcast, like really with everything that I do, I am my toughest critic. I am the person who tears herself down every time she takes three steps forward. And I don't, I've been trying to be more conscious of that and also reminding myself that like, and this is going to sound real like self-centered, but like I put so much pressure on myself that even my subpar, like even things that I do where I'm like, I could have done better is still for most people above average. And so I've learned to like give myself a little more wiggle room and leeway and like not be so self-deprecating even though self-deprecating humor is like how I function like literally like even when I feel like I didn't do enough other people look at what I do and they're like oh my god look at you out here doing the most like you're killing it and I'm like really because I thought that was trash and so I'm like in my own head you know like I'm just telling myself I'm not doing enough but most people apparently had even lower expectations (laughs) and were blown away by whatever I did Um, And this has held true so many times in my life, whether that's presentations in school or at work or, you know, executing an event or doing something that I said I would do for my boss. Like, you know, without much for guidance, I always seem to impress people in a surprising way. And like, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm like, I put so much pressure on myself. And I'm like, your bar was so much lower. And I went ahead and like did a backflip over it for you. And I'm like, I didn't really need to do that. Like, so sometimes I have to remind myself to just like do less, bitch, (laughs) do less. But really what has probably made the biggest difference is like when I'm having a hard day or like a rough time, just like telling myself that like breaking it down into like, what can you actually do to change the situation? Because I think it's one thing to just get in your head and like as humans, like we focus on the negative. That's why it's so easy for us to remember the bad times and we have a harder time remembering positive things because your brain naturally focuses on the negative. And so just knowing that actively trying to do the opposite. So when I am having like a really rough day or everything seems to be like going to shit, just like focus on what you can control, like break down your thoughts and your feelings. I think that's a therapy trick. I'm sure a therapist at one point told me to do that, but it does work really well where every time you have a thought or an idea come through your mind, like separate your thoughts and feelings and label them like this is a thought and this is a feeling. And if anything, write it down. Because then you realize like what I mean by like creating your own prison, half the time, most of the negative stuff is just thoughts. Like they're just thoughts you're having in your own head and you are literally brick by brick 
closing yourself in. But then when you can objectively see it on paper, it's so much easier to like separate yourself from that and snap out of it. And then you can focus on like, what can you do to change how you're feeling? Like, are there things you can control? And what's out of your hands? What are things you just can't do anything about? Because sometimes I'm like, I'll get anxious because it's like, oh my God, I have so much stuff to do. I have so much stuff to do. And I'm like, bitch, you're sitting here worrying about it, but you're not actually doing what you have to do. Like if you have to pack, you know, 20 orders today, well then get to it, sweetheart, because sitting here thinking about it isn't going to make them pack themselves. But then sometimes we're worrying about things we can control, like things that might be happening at work or things other people might have going on and we're like taking it on ourselves somehow. Like, I feel like most people get stressed out about work. And I always remind people, I'm like, it's not your job to like carry the company. Like, here's the thing, like when you, especially like when you're an employee, like this is going to sound so bitchy, but like you're just a peg in a hole. And the day you leave, you'll be replaced by another body. And that's it. Because the only goal of the company is to make money. Like, they don't care about you. They don't care if you decide to leave. Like, they'll act like they do and they'll give you a free t-shirt every now and then. But, like, they don't give a shit because they'll just find somebody else. No matter. And the thing is, like, you're like, well, they'll never find someone who's as good at the job as I am. And it's like, well, they don't care. They don't want someone who's going to be the same as you. They just want someone who would do the job. Like, that's why you have a job description. So, like, stick with it. And if you're going above and beyond, you're literally just giving them free money by bending over backwards and doing the most because you're basically providing unpaid labor. Like they should be paying someone else to do the things that the company needs to get done and clearly doesn't have the staff for. Like that's not on you. That's on the company. If they cared that much about their own business, they would hire someone. And their choice not to hire the help that they need or not provide the incentive for workers to show up and apply for that job is not something you can control. Okay, getting back on track. What does this have to do with interracial relationships? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but when you marry someone who's not brown and you spend a lot of time, probably for some of you more than you're used to around a bunch of non-South Asian people Sometimes we get in our own head about it. Like sometimes like in these like online groups, I see so many people like they're hanging out with their husband's family who's not brown and like, oh, their family member said this or their, you know, sibling said that. And then like you're just like taking it like the wrong way or like you're like, am I supposed to be offended or shouldn't I be like, am I overreacting? Like, is this offensive? And I'm like, dude, like. 99% of the time, like, I don't know, I could be wrong. I'm sure there are people here who are arguing that. But, like, it's probably just in your own head. Like, everything isn't about how you're brown, believe it or not. And I think sometimes that just needs to be said. And if it is, you're more than welcome to stand up for yourself. But, like, at the same time, like, if you choose not to and if you choose to, like, brush it off and let it go like that's also a choice and you can make that choice you can choose to just like not give a shit which is me like 99% of the time like I don't care I don't even it's like not even something I'm gonna lose sleep over um and I think part of the like sometimes feeling like we're always overreacting just comes from like this 
divide we have between coming from like a community-based culture versus a more individualistic culture. And I think a lot of us are still trying to find our footing in between. Like sometimes I like I think we're either one or the other. We're either hyper community based and we want everything to be like, oh, we can count on each other and we can count on our family and friends and everyone should always be there for you. And then we're on the other extreme of being like overly independent, overly always having to have our own back and like pick our own battles and all of this. And it's like finding that middle ground can be really tough because it's like there is just such a stark difference in the social dynamics of both cultures, right? Whether you're South Asian and living in any sort of Western culture, it's just a huge divide and give yourself a little grace. Like, but at the same time, like that's, I think that's a huge part of why we're always in our head, like overthinking everything, overcompensating, especially like, you know, throwing all the brown girl guilt and all the trauma and all that shit. You're like, you already feel bad about your decision about like marrying like that white guy or brown guy or black guy. And you're like, and now you're like on this mission to like constantly feel like you have to prove that everything is perfect and flawless. And if at any point it starts to seem like something might not be perfect and flawless and maybe your partner said something that could be misconstrued or maybe their extended family said something or someone on your side of the family you had an interaction with that made you feel insecure about your relationship and then we're like automatically triggered and hyper defensive and like because we feel so much guilt about our decision to like bring home a partner that our family didn't originally approve of we constantly put pressure on ourselves to always come across as perfect and perfectly put together and our relationship is perfect and our job is perfect and everything is neat and tidy and the only messy part was telling our parents and it's like no you can just have a regular relationship that has ups and downs you can get into arguments with people and still love them at the end of the day you can disagree with people and still love them at the end of the day and i think a lot of us just have to like take that pressure off and I'm sure I'm sure social media doesn't help especially with this like constant like hashtag relationship goals and look at my perfect fucking family and look at my baby and look at my husband and look at my in-laws and I'm like dude just shut the fuck up bro nobody buys it nobody buys it and I know I get a lot of hate every time I say this but the more people like the more a couple posts about their relationship the less fucking happy they are. I said it again. I'm sure that's not the first time I've said that on this podcast, but I just don't buy it. And I think we should stop telling ourselves that we need to be like this perfect little couple all the time. Cause like, it's okay to like, that's just life. Like that is what a relationship is. That is what marriage is. Is like, you have lots of amazing, wonderful, great times, but Sometimes you don't have great times. Sometimes you disagree about stuff and you bicker and you, you know, can't seem to understand why your partner thinks a certain way. And it's just like, whatever. That's just, that's part of loving someone. It's loving all the parts of them and all the parts of your relationship with them. The good, the bad, and the weird. So get out of your own head. Stop building your own prison. Start trying to be a little bit more objective about your own mindset and control the things that you can control let go of the bullshit you can't control 
And keep on keeping on, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at disha.mazeppa. You can shop my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs. Find out everything you want to know about this show at dishamazeppa.com. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, you can email bwwpspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. Thank you.